Hello, and welcome to the Alternative Podcast, coming to you from San Andres Island. Thanks so much for joining us today. Now here is this week's message. We exalt your name and we lift up your high. Heavenly Father, I thank you for all the angels that you have set here today. I ask you, dear Lord, to please use me. May my words not be me, but the words be you using me. May life that me to me transform, be transformed, Heavenly Father. But anyone that need the word to dwell in them, merciful Father, let it be planted in their soul, in their heart, in their body, as a small seed, and with time be grow and produce fruits. I ask you, dear Lord, as we come here, you care us safe back home. But merciful in a special way, I ask you to please bless each and every one of the members of this church and the pastor and his wife. I ask you, dear Lord, that any prayers that have been prayed, that people have not prayed yet because they do not know, be answered in the name of Jesus Christ. And for that, I give you thanks because I already know that the prayers have been answered. And the prayers that have been prayed in silence and the one that has been just prayed in their mind is already being answered. I just want you to know that in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So anything say I could do an awesome job, they come and bring you know, the word of God today. And he's selfish here, we don't know. This woman with a bleeding issue. I have a problem with the word issue. Starting by that, you know? But before a while, we keep in mind that when we talk about encounter with Jesus Christ, we think, say, we have a, um, something great have to have. The, the earth have to shake and some kind of magic hand stretch my way and then it lifts way up and we say, yes, we encounter Jesus. But we count Jesus, the lady was praying this morning, he said, when we get up this morning, when we walk out, when we give God thanks, how many of us get home and no got a plate of food and suddenly somebody call and say, come, come eat. I don't know, but oh no, but it happened to my family more than once. And I just, I know, yes, I don't know where they come from, but I know it coming. So before even come, I they give God thanks. But this story has something beautiful about it, and I want to share about it. I don't know if you know, but this lady from this Bible verse is the first woman the Bible says God called Data. Jesus said, she is my data. Like, wow. His data, what you mean by that? Not you, a huge word. What would we do if we pick Nene? What will we do if we stop, but what will we do as a man, feeling data even more? This Bible, this story is being told in three, by, in three um, verses, Bible verses. Matthew 9, 20, Luke 8, 33, and Mark 5, 25. I want to stay with the last one because it's my favorite one, but I want to read all of them. So let's read Matthew 9, 20 to 22. He says, just then, a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him. We're a woman, and we suffer period for three days with everything that comes with it. Your body shake, your tummy shake, your head shake, your temper shake, everything shake. Imagine you they bleed for 12 days. Years, I mean years, worse. And he says, and the woman come behind him, behind Jesus, and touched the edge of his clothes. And she said to herself, she never did speak out loud in thinking, if I only touch his clothes, I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her, take her, take her daughter. He said, faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. Luke 8, 43, 48 says, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his clothes, and immediately her bleeding stopped. He never did say 20 minutes later, five minutes later, the next day, he said, immediately. Yeah. Every time God answers our prayers, he answers them immediately. Amen. Amen. Um, and he said, who touched me? Jesus asked. They all denied, Peter said. Master, the people are crowding and, press, and pressing against you. But Jesus says, someone touched me. I know that the power had gone out from me. 
Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, she came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to Peter, daughter, then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. I know I want to read my favorite one. And I want to tell you why it's my favorite one. It says Mark 5, 20, 20, 25, 30, 34. All of them, they repeat the same story, just so they give more detail. For me, Mark 5, the more detail, he said, and a woman was there who had been subject of bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal. Oh, gracious. Imagine a woman, 12 years with colico, breast pain, knee pain, headache, back pain. Can't sleep, feeling dirty. Change as many times as you can. In that time, no pads never exist. No pads never exist. So the amount of cloth you can wrap up, they hide yourself. Great deal. And he says he got under the care of many doctors and spent all she had. How much have we got this look up here in the back and we go doctor one, two, three, four times and the doctor can't find no solution. We make all the tests impossible. MRI, tag, pins, don't do I think don't, we don't lay, don't flat pan the ground and go to see all kind of things we do. And we can't find no heal. Imagine she. And Pantapai, the woman stay broke. So she's sick, she broke, and she didn't appear. Yet instead of getting better, she get worse. When she heard about Jesus, she hear, I know. Like while we hear somebody, they gossip. You said they hear somebody coming and somebody get off of the plane. Well, you want from Providence here more than we know, but we hear everything. Just kidding. And then you hear the things, and she hears somebody say Jesus was here. Jesus was here kind of cross from one side to the other in the river, and the people in God said they would be healed. And she hear about it, and she said she came up behind him. She sneaked behind Jesus. She never confronted her, and I said, say behind him. Make sure nobody knows see her. I wonder why. In the crowd, and then he said, it touched his clothes. Another Bible verse says, I was not directing clothes, you know. He said, during that time, they used to wear this little beautiful belt and have this little thing they hang, like a little knot. And she said, in touch the knot. Just the thing where they swing at her hand, just barely touch the knot. And she said to herself, she never says so loud, she not tell to nobody, I need no speak it out loud. The Bible says anything we desire with heart, if we speak it out, don't you? She desired this with all her heart, but she never did speak it out. She said to herself, if I touch his clothes, he said, if, every sentence starts with if is a condition, she said, if, if I get to touch him, not him, in clothes. Other people that walk behind God, if God touch them, if Jesus touch them, if Jesus pray for them. She said, if I just barely touch, that look not. Imagine we they walk with a belt, then like belt, and the belt just swing. And the person said, if I touch that look edge of that belt, she said, I will be healed. She knew. She just had to touch. And immediately, say her bleeding stopped. She felt in her body that she was free from suffering. I can't imagine how this woman must feel. How many times we have trouble, and we have some things that worry we. Sometimes we not even know. The only thing we feel is this strong pain coming up here. Like we got one look lower pan with shoulder, and then this part of the neck they kill we. Till we point that we can't turn we head, and that just because we can't buy the bone rice. Not true. Oh, we know got the 50 pesos for pay the light bill. 
Imagine this woman 12 years with that sickness. But it's not only the sickness, it's what he represents, and we're going to that right now. And then he says, at one Jesus realized that the power gone out from him. The power of Jesus come out of him. We are the goosebumps now. How Jesus, the one of all power, the Almighty, he know that when going to happen. He know who that person was. Which kind of power this woman needed to be healed. That he says, I feel the power come out of me. And he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? Why, Jesus, you ask that? If you already know, who touched you? You see, the people crowding against you, his disciples answer. And yet, you can ask, who touched you? You would ask the same thing. You don't see everybody, they push you and they rub you and they touch you. Who you want to ask who they touch, touch you? Well, everybody, yeah, we, yeah, we answer. Me so, me so have, my so me that everybody touch you. Is there any special touching going on? And God says, who touched me? He never asked the disciple if they know who touched him or not. He went to ask the person, who touched me? If you touch me, say you are. But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, this woman was when they hide. I man demanded. <laughs> Every time Jesus turned the woman dog. Every time Jesus turned the woman dog. That if he never found the floor flat. Me would have seen it flat. And then he said, the woman knowing that what had happened to her came and fell at his feet. Wow. The woman dropped at his feet. And trembling with fear, he told him the truth. Trembling with fear. When will we walk up to our father and mother and drop to their feet and they tremble with fear if we tell them something? It's because we think that what we have done was wrong. It's because we are afraid of whatever consequence coming after that. But why would she feel that way? Why would we feel that way? And he said, daughter, hey, baby, hey, son, hey, love, your faith has healed you. Amen. Go in peace and be free from your suffering. So as you can tell, this one is the most awesome thing to me. But make we go from back to front. What was the suffering this woman we went through? As woman, we know additionally from the physical body pain we went through. We had, they had something to face. Is that by that time, bleeding was being seen unclean. So if you don't bleed, you unclean. So you're supposed to keep yourself private, public, apart from everything. Even the sheet you sleep on as a woman was dirty. The plate you eat on, what you eat with, the person you touch. Just because the fact that you bleed and you touch somebody, you make them dirty too. So imagine this woman who they lived 12 years under that condition. She get to the point that she really had to be alone, rejected alone. So this key part not only broken financially, but broken emotionally, spiritually. Yeah. How long can you keep by yourself they know that you unclean? And society look on you and mark your finger and say, she unclean. And if you, society don't know, you are in the duty to walk and tell everybody, hey, I unclean. I don't believe this woman walked to the beginning with sprout and in chest big and they tell everybody, hey, by the way, I unclean, I know. No, I think to that point she had to deny it. And she learned to live by herself with the shame, she alone and only she. But it's not like I never tried to take it away, no, she did. The Bible says that she looked all the doctors possible. She spent every dime she had. But I know only thing was money cash, was the emotional investment she could put on it, telling run dry. This woman was dry. Additionally, society say, you cannot be in crowd. 
you can't come out of your house. You can't destroy people there. And this woman, she said, what? I hear about some kind of Jesus. And then, you know, I think this was a very brave woman because she had to defeat society. We have a lot of social rules that help us to keep together and that make sure that our society as an address keep as one. What about if we challenge one of those? It's not that you get up one day and walk out and say you want to do it. So I just want to call our attention when we see any one of our neighbors that do something that defeats society. We should ask ourselves, how long has this own person been suffering that push he or she to do what she's doing? And how can we help? But the next thing that question, who come up with this rule? You know, who come up with this crazy rule? The Bible says, was Moses come up with it and bring it up and say, pero he never did expect this way to go so far. He said, maybe we try to keep the society clean. And it come up because the lack of not knowing how human body work today. Today we know that thanks to that bleeding, society grow. And we have children and we bear and that make we be woman. But we also know that somebody that bleed 12 years, that woman is sick bad. It's not that she's dirty. It's not that she uncleans, it's not that she just suffer a big time sickness that had to be healed and not hide away. Pantapai, this poor woman stay poor. I really don't know if I was she, how I would have been 12 years. Somebody would have to hear me. I would have gone and dirty more than one horses. <laughs> so let's try to touch each one of the aspects of this, what I think is important for we be aware of. For me, is that the fact that she defeated social now, social norms. The social norms by that time itself, if you one day in a public, you must announce and tell everybody that you dirty. So imagine all this woman that have to tell everybody everywhere she go, hey, you know she's dirty, by the way, keep far from me, no come near me. Keep far. But no, instead, she decided that she want to hide between the crowd. What make you walk between one crowd? What make you take out that courage? Because you need the courage, not only the desperation, the faith, the fact that you believe in your mind that it's just that barely touch anything. I think she would have said, if you even whisper for me, if you breathe for me, I will be safe. But she didn't want that. That belongs to him. She said, just the edge I enclose. That way in Gatan, not even him. Because if you went touching here, breathe for him, even attack for him. Because it's the spirit of God that brings life, not you? She yeah. now want that. She said, just the edge I enclose. This is a piece of rag. She said, if I could just touch that, that little edge, if I touch it, she, the rest is not doubt. She knows say, I might be saved, no? She said, she's sure that she will be saved. She's sure that she will be saved. But still, she was afraid of society. She believes in God, but she was afraid of society. The Bible says she walked behind him and sneaked behind him. She know what for your son. So he was encouraged enough, yes, he know that God, Jesus was here with save her, but she was weak enough to fight against society. Amen. Oof, how many of us are in that situation? We're strong enough to know that God would heal us. Still, we're weak enough to come out of our holes or we take the right decision in, in where we are. If you challenge society and if you tell society, your rules are wrong. Your rules must apply yesterday, but you don't apply to me today. I tried. Wow. I just admire this woman so much. Like, wow, I wish I knew her name. 
Today we know that when you bleed, it's something normal. So nobody no look and we like something strange. We even send go buy the, the, the pad to the store. Nobody no look and we. And today we know if a woman that bleeds so long, she no sick, she no stand, she no the dirty no. She just need medical care. And this woman, she seek for it. That no say never try. In Ghana, in look for the doctor, in look for everybody. The only hope she had was the whispering from people when they hear Jesus they come off at the boat and going up on the boat and they see everybody. And look and say, once again, I repeat, she not stand up in front and say, God, if you touch me, touch me and heal me. I wonder why. Was she never considered she worthy enough to tell God to touch him? Wow. Why did woman come from behind sneaking? I just wonder that. Why the other guy that was here having data for 12 years, he thinks that he could walk to God and tell him, hey God, my daughter, the dead, come conceive her. He walk and he tell Jesus, Jesus said, let's go. Everybody else walk to God and tell him, heal me, save me. She know, she come from behind. And yet I think for her faith to him bigger than whoever come from town. The other one who come from town and wait till God hand lay upon them. She know. I think if she would even say, if I pick up the dust from the way in step, I will be saved, she would have been saved too. The other aspect of this verse is that she was dirty and broken. Dirty. You don't know what that means? Like dirty? You know what the fact that you being and clean and wash off and being and do everything that's right hygienically and still feel dirty? That must be terrible. I don't know about Uno, but I can't stand dust on my hand and on my foot because I can't stand the sensation of the dust. And every time I got dust, I can't, I can't stand sand. I don't mind. But dust, I can't stand dust on my foot. I have a wrong wash it off. It makes me feel some kind of weird, you know? So imagine this woman, 12 years, I feel dirty. 12 single years, morning, noon, and night. And not only that, without a dime. I really don't know how she get feed because they said she couldn't go go nobody, couldn't ask. I guess it must come on one people who bring that to her. But why the blind? The question is why you have to isolate. Leviticus 15, 25, 27 says that. When a woman has this charge of blood for many days at a time, other than the, her monthly period or a discharge continues beyond her period, she will be unclean as long as the discharge and just as these days of her period, any bed she lies on while her discharge continues will be unclean. <laughs> as is her bed during her monthly period, and anything she sits on will be unclean as during her period. Anyone who touches them will be unclean. They must wash their clothes and bath with water, and they will be unclean till evening. So it's not the fact that she, she could be and stay clean. It's that even if she be she will still be unclean. The Bible says, until the period stop, and then kill a dove, and then she be purified, she will become clean. So the fact that she knows that she be every day, she knows that she was not fulfilling social rules because she had to be clean when she stopped period. I imagine if he had husband. Then she make everybody dirty. Make her remember who know what dirty mean by this time. Then you can't go nowhere public. You can't go by the supermarket. You can't go look for your fruits. You can't go look for the water. You can't do nothing because you're unclean. And I know the fact that you can go and tell them, hey, dip out that bucket of water for me, no? And throw in at this bucket because whoever they dip out the water make the mistake and touch in this bucket, they stay unclean too. Like it's a contagious, so sick in everybody. 
So they had one epidemic of dirty people. That one, everybody want to drop down dead because they're dirty. But it was an epidemic, so she could not afford to do that. And she did not afford to do that. She preferred to punish herself and obey the social rules. Additionally to that, this lady in front said, imagine how this woman mustn't look. I just imagine how the woman with time buying pass by. Her physical body, her physical condition was being destroyed, being mashed up. And for a woman, there is no more important than the way you perceive yourself, how you think you look. It's not how you look, it's how you think that you look. So if you that this woman and you know yourself pretty, and suddenly you know yourself unclean, you can bury one year, two years. But after two years, you start even believe that you're unclean by yourself. And then you start making yourself ugly, mash up. It makes no sense to try to do any best or any good to you because society will still look at you that way. Nowadays, we don't suffer from these 12 years of bleeding and all. But we have 12 years, 20 years of other different things. Each one we got with one story, one history, don't you? That we not share in public. We don't make it public. She never did make the happy in public no time. Even when it was for the miracle, she was quiet. So we have and we live in and them here things and relation, whole shape or whole, so wherever we live in And we have 12 years of this sufferment. To the point that we look on ourselves and we say, oh, I don't like to see that person on the mirror. That's not me. That's not who I'm supposed to be. Or sometimes you pass and you take this one photo, and you have to know, well, it happened to me. Like you take this one photo, tass. Days after you look on there and you say, oh my God, I'm me that. That who I look so, like you mash up, like you're ugly, like your skin looks some kind of weird. No? It happened to me, it happened to me like a year ago. I take one photo, then I believe they both saw, and then the batid and land there, and here they got me no way. And then when you look on it, you say, pero da me that. In a moment, I get to that point. And then you realize that you've been suffering internally for something, whatever. Whatever it is. It could be our children, it could be with the thing money for the university and we don't got it and then we start to think how we get it. You can think say we get if we get one right job and we need this right job, we need the right job for the husband, we need the prosper and we don't get it. It could be that we don't think how we can finish our house so we can live comfortable and we don't get it. Sometimes it can be a smart thing as a year condition that make we live comfortable and we still not get it. But we keep that and we gotta keep it and we gotta keep it. And that thing where we they keep they create that load pan we that load pan we to the point that we going to destroy ourselves with one single detail that we destroy, that one thing that God called our temple. Our body, we are God's temple. Not this for a while that's here. God says that he abide in we and we forget that. That we are his temple, that we are his children. That he called us to be king, queens, and the ownership and administration of everything that we have. But yet, sometimes we prefer to keep that that we going inside and private, which can be. She did it, which can be. But then, what ended up helping her to the edge? Was the fact that she was brave? For me, she was one of the bravest women ever. Walk out of the house, stand up in the crowd, they wait for somebody see him and know him and recognize him and say, you, you know, in the hide. Walk up and touch Jesus. For me, it was her faith. And again, he come back and he said, if, if I get for touching clothes, I want be saved. She you know, said, if I get it touching close, maybe, might be, we could try if you see what happened. How many of us come out and know that God tell us to do it? Because we know when God that we know tell not no lie. We know when God whisper to we. And we know when we the things say we they listen to him, they whisper to we. But we can recognize God's word and still we not do it because we wonder if maybe things not going and then we know put it positive in our, the facts, you know, we, con- we put it conditional. We say, maybe that when God did that to me, so make a try if you see if it won't work. Well, guess what? It won't work. 
Because you are ready to do it with doubt. And I proved this that many years ago, I had a gunshot by my head. Who come from the first Baptist know the history? And one of the things that I believe, I sure keep me alive, was the fact that in that moment, like few times in my life, because it happened more frequently with me, my head and my brain was under one desire. I never they asked for me be alive. I never they asked for I be safe. I never they asked for nothing to me. But I asked to God, protect my two daughters. Because I said they went up on the motor with me. And I said, God, protect my two child. My daughter, the oldest one dropped off of the motor. I don't know how on earth could she drop the sedum. I never hear nobody fall down off of a motor the sedum. <laughs> when my daughter fell off of the motor the sedum, she fell off the sedum, flap, flap, scraping me in her elbow. Only that to my oldest daughter. My youngest one, by she went there in front. I gave it, clap my foot, clap my hand, come in, and drop sideways. When they go and take her out, not even one scratch. You want to tell me so that was me? No way. That was not me under no condition. And when I get to the hospital, I remember I was alive. Praise to my mama. You know, Gastobar mama, you have to get in Praise to my mama, I was alive. And I remember I was here, and I, in my mind, I say, bring my children, make I see them. I want to see them. I want to see if God fulfill his promise. I ask him. And no one, no one else but to save my children. No one else. And I was saying to myself, I remember now, might be a dead bring up story, but this is my story. And I say, if I don't see them, I know I know they come out of this table. And I remember the oldest one come and I see her. And I insist hard on to bring the youngest. By that time, the youngest, they barrack. So imagine if I didn't bring in barrack and some kind of story, the oldest one. So they when they take a little bit long. And I start getting desesperated because I wanted to see my child. Nothing, no one else, but because that is what I asked to God with completely assurance. And one thing I had to clear. The answer was already being given to me, and the answer was yes. And I never doubt of it in a non moment. But it's few times in my life that I have that chance. But I do face it. The chance that I really ask God with faith, and I know with assurance that I already get it, because I know, have no doubt after that. And that is what I receive, because I remember one thing I'm God's child, I'm His favorite. You are, you are, you are, you are, you are. Each one of you is his favorite. That's why we're here today. And God loves you so much that he will give you what you ask as long as in a card with his will. So no matter how you pretend to be or you believe, or you, it's one single faith. And it's the faith that everything that we ask we shall receive. It's the faith that Jesus Christ came on earth and died for us, which I think is something awesome. I cannot believe that somebody come many years ago, no, no, me at all. No, no, the things that I want to do. No, no, say I run barefoot. No, no, say I don't like women here. Or, no, no, say I want to say this. Or, no, no, say I look on the neighbor and twist me eye. Or, or no, 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 absolutely nothing about me. Well, I think he don't know about me, but he do. And still decide that he might walk on earth. Pass hungry, thirsty, cold, heat. Make people attack him, good or bad. The crowd, they push him. Because he had no need. Had no need at all. No need at all. If you be on earth, if you be thirsty, if you be hungry, none. And yet come on earth and decide he's going to die on that cross. Suffer the pain of dying on that cross. I cannot imagine that pain. Like when I hit me, me too, I was dead. Imagine you be kneel on that cross and still yet know say you're dead for some people where no one accept you, where one deny you. And take that with joy. I cannot. Uh, that for me is one of the strangest things. So when she died, she died, she, she act by faith because she believed. She stepped out in faith. Keep in mind that she Bible knows that she never afraid, you know. 
Don't part of the Bible says she never afraid of how she stand up and in chest big and tell everybody that me, the dirty one and what? No, she not come out that. She says she did it in fear, in faith, for she was trembling. She was trembling. Every time we do the right thing according to God's will, we might be scared. We frightened. That's one pass through with mind. Is the right thing to do? Should we do that? But we also need to keep in mind that we're being called by Jesus and that that is planted in your heart is what God has set in your heart to be done. God planted in her heart that she had to come out of the house, walk between the crowd, stand up behind him and touch him. Touch his clothes. I imagine this poor woman, they tremble. I just imagine this woman, they tremble. When God turned around and said, who touched me? And God can't see her? Jesus can't see her? I imagine this woman, they duck and they hide between the crowd, make sure nobody knows know her, nobody knows recognize her. At the same time, she was risking her life because they were find out what would be the punishment. But yet she was a believer. She believed in the fact that God would save her. The Bible says in Mark 27, 5, 27, in Mark 5, 27, 28, it says, when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his clothes. And she thought, she thought, he never said she speak out. She said she thought, she believed, she think. By the way, the only person who can hear our thoughts is Jesus Christ, nobody else but him. But the enemy can only hear what we speak out. And God is telling us, speak up. For you prove to the enemy that you are a child of God. But not because God needs to hear you. Jesus already, they listen to you. And she thought, he says, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. The rest of that she was seen by the edge of the crowd. She won't hide. She tried to stay anonymous. For nobody see that who, nobody know that who. And she wait. She wait till the right moment. She was patient enough to wait. Then when the moment was right, I don't know when the moment is right, but when the moment was right, with fear, she stretching hand and touch him. And then he says, she feel, she feel when in body was healed. Imagine how this woman would feel when she was being released from that. She says, and she was healed. Because she knew that she was touching the clothes of the righteous one, the one who had these healing wings. Yeah. Whew, wow. Just like if the robe or the end of the robe would be God wings, and she knows if I just touch him wings, I will be healed. He says, as she tips the fingers, glance at the clothes, she felt the warm spread from her fingers. She feel the warmness that come from the point of the finger going right back to her whole body. She knew she was healed, and the attempt to quickly leave, she tried to run away, no? <laughs> so she said, I heal a wine. I come in sneakily, I wind out sneakily. How many of us go in at some place like we sneak in, we see where we're and we try to come out. When we don't get where we need or we don't get with steam probably, we try to come out like nobody knows he said that we when they in there. And when they ask, no, we do worse. Because when they ask you, they say, who, me? Oh, never. No, she, she try. She try. But because she touched Jesus with faith. And again, I repeat, I want to make this emphasis. She not touched none part of Jesus' flesh. No part of Jesus' flesh. You know, when we think that Jesus has to see it, we once again think say, like the pastor has to come and lay his hand upon me. We say, Pastor, lay your hand on me. We don't say that. And we want the physical hand touch we and pray for we. And then we say, Yeah, I feel better. But this woman, no. This woman never needs Jesus to touch him. Now Jesus will lay hand on top of him and pray. Now Jesus will one of the ushers if he come by the house and I see you walking in my house. No. She says, 
if I just touch include us. She might be, she when they say, I'm so impure, I cannot make Jesus touch me because he might be impure too. But she just said, the clothes, make the clothes, make I just touch that little edge of that piece, that piece and edge of that cloth where the wing got happening. And she said, then she will be healed. Then she, when it touches, she feel the healing. Like that was believing, touching, and immediately respond. God never send the healing one day after two days, after 30 minutes, after like 20 minutes, after when the go home and come back. No, 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 it's one the fact in the moment. And the most curious thing of that is that Jesus says he feels this special touch. He feels somebody touch him with faith. We could make something clear here. Jesus says, no, I want a crowd of people that bones him. A crowd of people can everybody they look for healing. So everybody they push God, they push him, they scrubbing, they rubbing, they do everything. And a month I'm pushing and I'm getting on. Him feel somebody touching clothes? Really? You feel, when time we come out to that small door and we hurry and we then bounce from one another. I really don't feel if somebody touched my hair, my clothes, or my shoes. He felt this one single touch. This one touch. This one touch with faith. So I want to know if all of the rest, when they write, they push him and they touch him. Then when they touch him with faith. We're there with fear. There is no higher level of faith or love. She knew that she just need that. Your faith is just faith. There is no bigger faith nor lower faith. It's just faith. I think the rest of when they expect God to touch them. The rest of them will say, if God touch me, then I will be saved. And remember, God give you your desire of your heart. So you want, if you want to wait till God touch you, then until that moment you won't be saved. She said, no, if I can touch God, if I can touch his clothes, then I will be saved. How many of us stay at home and then wait for God walking in your house with a miracle? And then he said, then I will believe Jesus Christ is alive. Not true? This was contrary, not necessarily had to happen that way. And then he said, Jesus felt the power leaving his body. Wow. Does Jesus feel this all the time he healed somebody? Like the power that come out of his body? Or was this a special power? I want to believe that it was a special power that come out of him that healed this woman. The special power that you and me can receive today. The special power that God says is granted to you is yours. Because no part of the Bible said the special power was just for she. He said, and, and the special power come out of me, but I was only for she. Nobody else. You know, said that. All of you have right to that. But once again, we need the faith and we need to try to touch Jesus and not wait till Jesus turn and touch we. So then he says, and Jesus knows your pain and your feeling and knows that you are healing. Just like how Jesus will know this woman's pain and in shame and everything. Jesus will know it. Jesus just asked, who touched me? Because he must have wanted the woman to come out and say, was me. And later we'll see why. But Jesus knows what your pain is. You know what my pain is? You know what baggage I take care? But the thing of it is that have I reached to Jesus? Have you reached to Jesus? Or we there wait for Jesus walking at the house and with a prayer or a dream or somebody dream or some leave the drop? Answer me. Most of the time we expect God to come to we, you know. We expect Jesus to come to we. So we expect Jesus to answer we in our, in our dream. And then or the neighbor dream. Or you open the Bible verse and you say, there it is. I got the answer. Or pastor preach. Or the neighbor preach to you. But how many times have we really walked up to Jesus and willing to accept his saving? Be saved. By the rag, by the whisper. God can utilize anything is around him if he see if we. And not necessarily have to be Jesus Christ walking on earth. 
So how many times have we rejected the savings that coming from God just because it's not Jesus himself? How many times have we heard neighbors that to we and they come because they reach, or we gang and look at that person and suddenly the person start talking and happen to be so that one life, one word of God, they come to you and get to you, but you gang and look for it. And we still try not to ignore it and say, oh, well, this woman is table. Well, it was, <laughs> you walk out to she. That was Jesus. You gang and look for Jesus and Jesus come to you. But we prefer not to listen. However, he says, Jesus stop and ask, who touched him? And this was a very strange question by that time because everybody, when they push him and drop him and rough him up, but then he, she just get freeze and she said, should I? <laughs> Once again, I just, if that were me, me and don't come out the crib and I imagine I the dog and the dog and the high from God because no kind of, I can't talk because I would have feel so guilty that I know if I look at God in a, Jesus in a, I didn't want to see that me, he want no said that me. So I want the dog and this woman was there. And yet she once again, once again, come over in fear and stand up publicly and say, it was me. She come out in house because with strength and faith, she was brave. She touched Jesus, she was brave. And she responded to Jesus, she was brave. And she says, was me. Remember I said the Bible not says she never frightened. The Bible said trembling. She fell on her, in his foot. She went there tremble. How many of we get so frightened that we like that we tremble? I want to know if I should. I never get so frightened that I tremble. But I do get frightened. But to the point that my body trembled, she had so many fear. Fear is a huge word. Not saying afraid, fear. I think it's greater than that. But I got a couple things I want to know. Do you really believe that Jesus would need to know who this person was? Do you think Jesus never knew who that person was? He might know. Then why Jesus wanted this woman to come up publicly and say, was she? It is indeed, that's what happened. If you believe in it. But most of all, you know, this, I think not necessarily for glorifying self, but it's true. But I think this is one of these few cases that Jesus showed people that by faith, somebody is being saved. It's because of faith the person was being saved. It's because she believed that the miracle was going to be done on her, and God wanted everybody to know that, look, you don't have to rob me, you don't have to touch me, you don't have to drag me to your house. Just have the faith. That it will be healed and saved, and then that person, whatever it is, will be healed. So that was what I think God and one make people say this woman passed through shame, through pain, through brokenness. She defeats social norms because she trusts in me. She had faith in me, in the Savior. So I make her know no. She knows it's clean. She knows her faith more, have a faith in me, and she knows it's being saved. They have a Bible verse that says, I love it, I want to bring it up here. It's from, you can verify. It's from Matthew 17, 20, it says, because of littleness of your faith. Littleness means small. It says, because of the small things that make your faith do what you do. For truly I say to you, if you have the faith of the size of a mustard seed, nothing will be impossible to you. So look and say here, God never said your faith have to be big. Once again, the woman never they asked Jesus for putting hand above she. He said, touch me, heal me, pray for me. Her faith was just, just make her touch the edge of the knot and belt where they hang. Where they touch the dirty floor. It's because the small things that we do by faith that we're going to be saved. And that nothing is impossible to we. Look at here in the Bible and God never says that. Some things you can do and some things you cannot. 
Some things you want to have to ask for, and some things you don't want to ask. To me, it says like nothing. It means that everything that you desire, keep in mind that your desire is already in alliance with God. We are God, child of God. So these are this is our desires are aligned with our savior. And our desires is the our savior desires. Yet sometimes we doubt. And he says, nothing will be impossible. I don't know if we don't know what the size of a mustard seed. We don't know how big a mustard seed is. Huh? Look, 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 tiny, tiny, tiny something. So they know that. So if you got this big fear to small fear, they say, you know, your fear no bigger than nobody. Not because I jump or pray more or jump or pray less, my fear smaller or your fear bigger. It's just fear. And Jesus was supposed to follow the social norms. This was incredible. God and Jesus are the one who's supposed to follow the social norms. Can remember when they talked about the social norms when they said the woman if he put up themselves? The person who in charge if he make sure that norms was fulfilled was the pastor, was not the doctor, was not the police. So who had to make sure this woman seen in house put up and lock up and take care of was the priest, the pastor as them. Jesus was supposed to fulfill that norm. And Jesus not fulfill it. Jesus not force the norm if you be a by. Why, why we ask ourselves why? It's not all the social norms that society create for us are in accord with what Jesus asks us to do. So sometimes we should think and see what society they ask we to do, what society they push we to do, what we think is tendency in life, and is that in accord with what Jesus really wants us to do? And then if it is not, should we follow it, or why are we following it? Jesus teaches us to be obedient, but to be obedient to his will, to his rules. So when it turns around, God looks and look at her and says, instead of Jesus punish her and send her home, Jesus prays her, telling her, Go home in peace. Free. You are free from your suffering. Mark 5.34. God never rebuked her and said, You sinful woman, painful woman, dirty woman, find yourself home. Why you don't do out here? I'm going to go visit you in 10 minutes. Wait for me home. Or make me and your wife together. No. He said, free. You are free. So he says, faith was genuine. You have to be a genuine faith. Really believe and trust that you won't get that. You might not get it today or tomorrow, but you'll get it, and you'll get it when you forget it. Not one day before, not one day after, not a second before. You won't get it when you forget it. But please, as with faith. He says, with faith there is actions. It's all dead and useless. James 2, 14, 17 says, What God it is, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith, but has no deeds, means has no action, and do no to prove that he has faith, not to nobody else, but to who? But to Jesus. He doesn't make it public. Can such fear save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, fear by itself, it is not accompanied by action. It is dead. So I can get up every day and say, oh, I got this huge fear. My fear bigger than the mustard seed, God. I promise you my fear big like a mango seed. Big like it. But I do nothing towards it. Then Jesus said, what that? I don't need a big mango seed fear. Have a small seed of mango, but do things. Prove that you really believe in me. So we need to remember that whatever circumstances we're going through with life, that might be not make we feel dirty like she, but might be make we feel poor, homeless, less less important, not so intelligent. Whatever is that none add to it, what make we want to feel through them here circumstances? That is not the truth. The truth that we are called to be 
princes and kings to be on top, to be ahead. I know make them here life circumstances can phone us from our position, from where we're supposed to be, from who we are. Just ask God, if I just touch the little knot of your clothes, the edge of your garment, then I am healed. Not I might be healed or I will be healed. I am healed from whatever you want to add to it. I'm going to be healed financially. I'm going to be healed spiritually. I'm going to be healed from my host. My children's going to be healed. My husband's going to be healed. My mother's going to be healed. Whatever is that that we're going to ask, we shall receive. Oh, I, I think I'm married. No, you don't think. Ask for it with faith. Look for it with faith. God promised to heal us in Jeremiah 30, 17. He says, I will restore your health and heal your wounds. Once again, you know, say, I may be or might be or I see if I can. Like when somebody comes to fever, you know, I want to do it. I see if I can do it. No, 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 no. He never see me. He said, I want to do it, declares the Lord, because you are called out for the one who cares. Each one of us are being called out. Each one of us has special. We cannot and should never forget that. That God die on the cross for you. Imagine how you so special. Amen. I cannot repeat that. I want to know how many of us will tell and tell everybody, you know what? Uno can take my world this data and uno can kill him on the cross for the neighbors they were in front of the house. Who? Not this one you see, yeah. If they ask if I have to sacrifice my pinning, my pinning, the first one fly pan one plane gone far. But imagine how we special that God do that and Jesus says, I will. I also want to finish that. Um, God has proved himself to me in so, so many ways. And I think I'm blessed. I all the time tell people I'm a, I'm a child of God. Amen. Most of the time, everything I ask God in prayers, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. And I know if I don't get it in the moment, it they come. So the thanks is already coming. But I want you to know that you also get it. And your answers are already being given. Yeah. But the thing of it is that how many times we need to bleed out? <laughs> how many times each one we need to bleed out? That situation that got we the sofa. How long more we want to keep the bleed? We don't walk out of that door today. We don't willingly decide to keep on bleeding. We don't willingly decide to keep on suffering. I cannot believe we will do that when Jesus Christ calls us to be on earth, to follow his steps, to be like him. The answer and the solution is in Jesus Christ. Walk up to him and tell him, Jesus, I believe in you, I trust in you. This God we serve is so almighty, so big. Once again, we are so important and so valuable to him. Amen. That he wants we to pass through this earth and experience everything and use that to witness and to tell others. From day on, I try that my life be a light. Every time I pray, I say, God, use me as a light. You know the pharaohs, what I do, they got a key. And I say, use me as a light that when people look at me, they don't see Lisa walking. Okay, how pretty I am, but you know, you can't stop and see me though. But, but not for they see the beauty of me or the ugly of me, or if I dress good, but for they see Jesus Christ in me. Amen. And the only time is what I try. I try every step I do. I say, God, please make them see Jesus Christ in me. I don't care what social norms I buy and my husband in here. Sometimes I study challenge some of them and we say, hey, Lisa, please. You know, but I will try to challenge them, but I want every person to look to me and say, oh my God, if I'm a sinner and I don't do things good, and I sometimes a bad mama, and I sometimes a terrible wife, and I didn't even talk about dada or sister. God still loves me, still uses me, still walk along with me. So I saw you want to do with each one of you that are here today. But most important is the light that you reflect to others because you're already here, so you already know the importance of God or Jesus Christ. 
But then you need to reflect to the people who they outside that that Jesus has done in you. So sometimes we allow our problems and fear to keep us away from God. But he's always ready to help us. He's always ready. He's there. He knows what we need. He just said, we, if we confess it. He said, if we have the fear, we shall confess it to remote. Confessing our needs is also a way of confession. We are, all we need to do is to reach out to God. Jesus was not angry with this woman. She violated all the social norms. We can reach, touch him. He said he knew he was going to be touched. And he says, and the more we reach out to other people by faith, the more we help our faith to be grown. That means that we might have do greater things by faith. And the more he will respond to us. The more we do things by faith, the more Jesus will respond to us. The quicker we will get a response. When I pass United States used to say, the answer are yes, no, or maybe. Yes, no, or maybe. God's very clear. And you're going to get that answer. And you. Each one of us. Would you return to God for healing? Would you look for God for healing? As again, as I said, as we walk out of this world, I don't know what Pastor Wando. Will you really ask God for heal a situation you're going through? The word in Kali, the issue, issue mean problem. Would you look at God and give him asking if he help you with that problem? Were you there back with? So be as this woman. No one had to tell her what to do. Nobody. She even come out to God when no one saw her. And she did it hidden from the rest, from everybody else. But she did it. In that when they hide of face, the woman do it. No care how they point, do it. She came to God with all her baggage, all her worries, all her concerns, with every single one of them. And she gave it to God. So the prayer today is that you come to God as you are. Come to God with every one of your baggages, your problems. And with faith, as you walk out today, believe that by touching the garment, you are already being healed. That baggage already being removed. And then everything will be all right. God is waiting for each one of us to have the right moment when it is your right moment to present to God that baggage and telling God, I give it back, it's yours. I never have to pick it up from first. So let us pray. Thank you for listening today. Our hope is that this message has allowed you to hear from the God who loves and redeems you through his son, Jesus. To hear more from The Alternative, subscribe through your preferred podcast app. We would love to connect with you. You can follow and contact us on Instagram or Facebook at the alternative underscore SAI or watch past messages at youtube.com slash the alternative underscore SAI. Have an awesome week.